Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trail Angels, powered by Karen the Load today. You know, often we bring on visitors and, and guests that uh, have different uh, different backgrounds, and today is uh, no, no different. Uh, we bring on uh, Brimstone. Now, Brimstone is an interesting name. We're going to get into that in a few minutes here, uh, but I, I'm really excited. We're really excited to bring you on today because you bring some unique perspective that uh, we're really excited to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to tell you just a little bit about Brim. I, you know, I, I have a bio that's probably ten pages long, and uh, you know, it's it's not it's it's not meant to share all of uh, the accomplishments that Brim has done throughout his life. But as I've been reading it a few times in the last few days, there, it's it's given me a perspective as to what ordinary people can do in order to bless the lives of others around them. And, uh, and, and Brim is no different there. And so this is, this is going to be an interesting and exciting time here as we, we talk to Brim about his experience. I'll just tell you a little, little bit about Brim here, and he can fill in the gaps. Brim has been in the entertainment industry for over 40 years, starting as a uh, child actor on, on uh, programs such as Romper Room and Sesame Street. That, that's pretty interesting in and of itself. And to go from there to being a WWF uh, wrestler uh, is, is, is pretty unique. And I, and I would venture to guess that we probably haven't, uh, nor will you ever have probably another guest that has the same type of experience that uh, Bram brings. And I, and I just, I, I'm excited personally, because when I was growing up, I grew up in the 70s. And uh, as I was watching WWF, <clears throat> You know, there were, you know, there, there were uh, people in my generation, Killer Kowalski, uh, uh, Dino Bravo, uh, Tino Santina, you know, and then, and then in the 80s, you know, other people like Andre the Giant and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and, and, and people that uh, I, I recognized names. And then I saw this name Brimstone. I said, I know this guy. Uh, and, you know, among other other uh, places that you've been, you were the WWF uh, champion in the heavyweight division. No, triple W. I, I thought you were triple oh, W. No. Triple W. WWW overseas. Yeah, no, not okay. WWF. Definitely not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, but but at the same time, there, you know, the the uh, what you did to to help uh, those you know that were looking to aspire to opportunities in in wrestling was was incredible but you know what i really don't want to focus so much on that as i want to focus on the uh you know the things that you've done in your life as you have uh, been able to you know bless the lives of others you have been a, uh, a a trail angel yourself in so many different ways and as i look at your as your as i look at your bio there you know first of all let me let me just share a couple of things there you are part of uh, the grindhouse radio also known as ghr uh, you've achieved the rank in the top 20 best comedic uh, podcast as high as number six worldwide on iTunes, which is pretty impressive. You appear regularly on uh, as an expert speaker in libraries, schools, universities, teaching podcasts uh, on how to be on how to have better podcasts uh, from nuts and bolts podcast 101, 201 and 301. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it goes on and so many impressive things here. But some of the things that really caught my mind, Brim, uh, you've, you've also starred as a host of uh, Food Hound. And, you know, how, how 
<laughs> this is incredible. I, I don't even know where to start here. Uh, you you have a you have a milkshake named after you at the Buffalo Bar in uh, in Buffalo, Brimstone Pizza at Mulberry Street Restaurant on Long Island. We're making a trip to New York just to <laughs> go and try out the milkshake, the pizza, and it, it's just fun. <laughs> and, and, and probably my favorite, the Philly Grindhouse Burger. Oh yeah, uh, there we're big Philly uh, cheesesteak uh, fans. There, you've been in the uh, entertainment industry as I mentioned for over forty years, and you're a regular when it comes to providing uh, uh, PG type entertainment seminars and presentations at school libraries and and, and kid days na- nationwide. Brim, as I was I was reviewing this, I one of the things that really impressed me is your being a spokesman for areas that uh, have in- incredible uh, importance, whether it be anti-bullying with the uh, Jamie Isaacs Foundation, uh, rockers, actors, and athletes against drunk driving, or Project uh, Meridian Foundation, anti-sex trafficking. So many different areas that uh, you've been a part of uh, because of your passion towards equality. And so it's really equality that we wanted to talk about today. But first of all, Thank you for being here and being our guest. It's great to have you here today. Well, I got to tell you, thank you so much for such a wonderful introduction. Uh, you know, finally, Brimstone is here at Carindalode. I know we had a little bit of back and forth for a minute, but we're here. We're making it happen. It's amazing. Uh, so thank you again, Mark, and Ed for having me. And uh, yeah, you know, I've I've done quite some uh, some amount of things in my career. Um, you know, personally, professionally have, uh, climbed many a mountain. So, uh, you know, I, I completely, completely are with you with the, the whole Karen load type of thing and finding the way. So, so, you know, yeah, I mean, so many different, um, so many different, uh, things that I'm, I'm involved with and, you know, bullying, anti-bullying is a huge one, you know, because, um, kids can be very, very cruel and so can adults. Um, you know, it's always something that I was very passionate about. And when you got a guy that's my size that, you know, can either look real mean or re- look real nice, it's, uh, you know, I, I can put out a pretty good presentation when I'm going and meeting up with kids. And I, I would tell a story. Um, funny enough, it was a story that I had um, um, gotten off of a, um, a rabbi that I knew. And um, what do you call it? it was about pretty much about how to speak, you know, speaking kindly to one another. And I don't want to get into the whole story right now because it'll take too long. But, um, you know, essentially it comes down to if I want to put it into a, a you know, just a, a little, little, I guess, blurb is, you know, you could take a pillow that's full of uh, a feather pillow and you could take it outside and you can shake it out and shake all those those feathers out and then you know it's a little windy so they go all all over the place and they go everywhere and basically you want to consider those all the bad things and all the horrible things that were said well you can't possibly take them all back and those things can hurt people and those things can you know so it's it's one of those things where um you know i want to you know you try to teach the kids down on their level and and you know, rabbis are very wise. Uh, you know, so I I, uh, I love the story so much that I asked if it would be okay if I uh, if I used it, and um, and I did. You know, and, and they said yes. So uh, I've been doing that at, at many different schools. I also do. I'm, I'm the uh, celebrity spokesperson for the Stan Lee Foundation. Uh, Stan was a good friend of mine, and um, what do you call it? You know, I've done a lot for literacy in children. You know what I mean? So I'll always throw in. Uh, you know, a little bit of anti-bullying stuff in there because kids are impressionable. And, you know, when they look up to you and they 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 see, you know, this person who in their eyes is larger than life. I'm just a regular guy, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it's they, they they like to 
you know, they, you want them to take something from it. So if they could take, you know, be kind to one another, speak kindly to one another, you know, treat everybody equally, um, you know, don't say bad things to one another. You can't say, you can't take that back. Uh, these are the kinds of things that, you know, I like to leave with the youth because, you know, they're our future. And, and as you can see in the world today, as we had discussed, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of, you know, headbutting going on and people not necessarily speaking kindly to one another. The fact is, is everybody can have a different point of view. Absolutely. That's what the world, you know, that's what makes the world go around. Everybody being different, everybody having um, their own points of view. And you know what? There is no right. There is no wrong. There's opinions. So you should respect everybody's opinions, whether you think they're right or wrong. And you should be able to speak to them, uh, to, to people who have an opposite opinion in a very nice, calm manner and enjoy the conversation and enjoy the ride um, rather than sitting and getting heated and, and uh, saying bad things that you can't take back. And so, um, you know, that's uh, hopefully I didn't go completely off the rails there, but you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, my, my outlook. You know, I appreciate the things that you shared there and and that you pointed out that it's, you know, the adults also need to quit bullying. Sometimes oh, they're yeah. the biggest bullies. They're the biggest bullies. And, and I feel like as adults, our actions are reflected in our children and, and the youth. And, and so they're mirroring what, what's happening, what they're hearing at home in discussions, you know, maybe back and forth and with adults and, you know, they're in the background, but they're hearing it. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I have right now that is bothers me is the lack of respect mm. and that tone of anger and hatred. And, and I love your message. I love your mission of respect of being kind and just everything you said about just enjoy the, the conversation mm -hmm. and don't sit there and be trying to figure out in your mind how you're going to get back at them or, yeah. you know, that comeback comment, but just to, to move forward. But, you know, one of the other things, Brim, when we first started chatting and one of the things that, that you mentioned to me in, in an, in a message was, look past what I look like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I, and I loved it because it, it caught my eye and, and I thought, well, yes, you know, you don't look like our typical guest mm. or, but as I started looking and looking past, I thought, look at all these common things that we have, these common values, these common interests and it was such a great example and lesson to me to, to not put up the barriers just because someone may, you know, look different than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and then that's, I mean, it's a common theme in the world and sometimes you don't even do it, um, you know, intentionally, uh, you know, and, and in our situation, you know, the, the way we connect it is, is through, you know, um, a third party and send the third party, you know, me personally, I don't have a lot of time to sit and invest in, you know, sending out full messages and blah, 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 blah. And usually I have my assistant do things like that. But since, you know, COVID and so forth is going on, my assistant is not here and I'm not lazy. So, you know, I'm sitting and going on and doing things myself and, you know, I'm very, very brief. I say here, this is it. And, you know, and, and if, if, and sometimes people will take a look and go, 
Oh, oh, the long hair, big beard. Oh, I don't know. But they don't realize, you know, they, it, rather than taking a look forward, then they realize, oh, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> this is this is somebody who not only is of, of you know, at least, you know, um, you know, celebrity status. Forget about that. Forget about that whole thing. But also with so much meat, as you said, my career has taken such a, you know, uh, an extraordinary path, um, you know, in terms of, of directions. And so and, and that's what usually fascinates people. It fascinates me sometimes because I don't know how the hell it happened. I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, like, no, but, you know, it, it, it essentially I, I can be very interesting guests and I can go in a lot of different areas and a lot of different directions that most guests couldn't go in. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes that's also a reason why somebody might pass on me is because they don't know where to start, you know, <laughs> like, so, so, you know, I, I, you know, I understand that's why when I responded, you know, to you, I said, listen, guaranteed, because I understand that, that you guys uh, have, have a specific brand that you that you work with. You might've thought that I was some, you know, just some guy just saying, Hey, I want to be a guest on the show, <laughs> you know, but um, no, no, it's because our, our, you know, our, um, our goals were aligned and, and I felt that it was a good match. Uh, but people people don't necessarily see it at first glance. But that's that's the one thing, and I'm not saying shame on you, but no, I'm saying um, that that we can learn from all experiences. Um, you know, and and the fact of the matter is, is that you know I grew up. I was the only white kid in an almost all black town. Um, you know, and I grew up the the outsider. You know, even though I was friendly with everybody and everybody treated me like one of their own. Um, you know, I I grew up you know, the, the, the only white kid. And, um, you know, as you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I am Jewish and, you know, the only time I'd be exposed to the other, you know, other white kids and white Jewish kids is when I went to temple. So, you know, for me, I understand, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I was brought up, everybody's equal. Everybody is, you know what I mean? I, you know, and, and if, and if we weren't, what if they treated me like a bad person or, or a, uh, you know, or, or talk down to me or, or, you know, I would have, <laughs> who knows what would have happened. Um, but you know, everybody treated me well and, you know, and, and I realized at an early age, we're, we're all the same. Um, funny enough, I wound up going to a private Jewish school, uh, rather than sending me to middle school, my mother sent me to private Jewish school. And, uh, I, and then it was culture shock because it was like almost all white kids and, and I'm going, What's going on? What, what am I doing here? And, <laughs> and you know, can I tell you something? When I got there, they were they made fun of me and and picked on me and bullied me at the very beginning until I, you know, <laughs> had to get hood on them. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, and I was a good kid. I was a good kid for the most part. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I, they they um, you know, because I was different. I came in. I was a white kid that you know liked hip hop and rap. And I grew up with them, you know, with, with, with this style of music and I wasn't into heavy metal and I wasn't into, you know, um, all the, the, you know, sports and stuff that other people were interested in. So for me, you know, going to this new, you know, this new school, you know, people picked on me. They didn't get the chance to know me. They didn't take the time to know me right away. Once they got to know me, they realized, Oh, this guy's not so bad. And, uh, you know, I became one of the more popular kids in the school, but at the end of the day, you know, it takes time to get there. And and that's one message that, that you know, should go out to everybody is that, you know what, maybe things aren't the way you want them to be, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, in school, whether that's in life, whether it's in a job, whether it's in a business. But if you take the time, you work hard, you'll get there. You know what I mean? Um, and that's 
it's it's just like you said, you know, you know, uh, putting down the markers for people to follow. You know what I mean? This is hopefully that's a marker that people can follow. Take the time and you'll get there. So um, hopefully that that, uh, you know, kind of fits into everything we're talking about. It, it does. And, you know, it was actually a, a really good exercise for Annette and I as we started talking about uh, you and your experience and what you would bring to Karen the Load. Uh, but but it was really interesting because as we were talking, uh, we were talking about stereotypes. And so often uh, stereotypes are, are, are not necessarily intentional. But, you know, we, we, we were talking this morning, kind of laughing a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what would this be equivalent to? Maybe maybe uh, Lawrence Welk inviting Alice Cooper to his, uh, to his show there. I, I don't know. But those stereotypes are definitely there. And uh, we, we have to be careful. We, we live in such a polarized time. Really interesting is we have felt this urgency to share this message of hope and and getting to know people and, and finding, you know, really the good in, in everyone. And I've come to I, some of my, my best friends, I treasure them right now. You know, I probably would never have, in, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, had been that close with them because I wouldn't have looked past something, you know? And, and as I, as I matured, as I started to just take the time to get to know them, mm-hmm. I saw the value. I mean, they just inspired me. Mm-hmm. They helped me to be better. Mm-hmm. And I love going out like to a restaurant and going out to eat with these friends because we do look so opposite. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny. I just kind of laughed to see what people look, you know, their reactions as they see me with some of my best friends and knowing that we look so opposite. And I thought, but it goes back to this, just give them the time to get to know them because everybody, I really feel like we all have stories. And if we took the time to get to know the story, we would love everyone. Oh yeah, absolutely. So some of the best people that we know uh, don't fit stereotypes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I think that uh, we, we throughout uh, the ages have put so much emphasis on stereotypes that we, we, we don't see beyond that. Brim, I, you know, I, I'm curious, you were, you were talking about uh, your growing up and uh, the experiences that you had of both being, being on the side of being bullied and 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 Ben and then not I'm not going to say being the aggressor because you weren't but being in a position where you weren't bullied anymore. How did that experience help you as you have shared that message with schools that you that you go and uh, talk to? Well, you know, look, a lot of a lot of kids um, and a lot of people they see me and they they say, you know, this guy wasn't pushed around. Um, but you know what? It doesn't matter who you are and what you look like and what you know what I mean anybody could be pushed around. Anybody could be bullied, um, you know, in, in many different ways. Look right now. I mean, not to get off the, the topic, but you know, you've got the internet. The internet is a crazy thing. People are, are cyber bullying left, right, and sideways. They don't care who's on the other side of the, of the, the phone or the computer and so forth because they, they don't have to, there's no consequences. There is no consequences for them, you know? So they'll, they'll sit and, you know, spew up whatever crap they're going to spew out. But if they were in person, face to face, 
he sure as hell wouldn't be spewing that garbage out. Now, you know, obviously in, in my situation when I was younger, um, you know, they, they would, they would say different things to me and just try to get under my skin and, and, uh, you know, kind of start with me and, and, um, you know, try to push me around. Um, when, when it turned for me was, um, there was the, you know, cause they didn't realize, look, I, you know, I, again, I did grow up, I grew up in, in a very rough area and I was able to handle myself. So when, when, you know, when somebody laid a hand on me, um, I, I handled business. And, uh, once they realized that I wasn't going to take that, uh, kind of garbage, they quickly, um, you know, turned that around. Now, certain people, you know, had a, a brand new respect for me. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it takes, uh, even though you shouldn't never have to get physical. And I try to tell the kids, don't get physical. You don't need to, you know, walk away. It's better to walk away than to, than to confront. But sometimes if somebody goes too far and somebody's going to, you know, continue to pursue and push, you know, one, you got to feel bad for them. You don't know that at a young, young age, but you know, later on in life, you're like, there's obviously something wrong with this person. They're obviously hating something about themselves that, 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 that they don't like something that you're doing uh, because they wish they could do the things that you do or be the person that you are and so forth. So, you know, they, and, and they're, they don't like being, you know, in your shade, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're so bright that they're in your shade. Now, that being said, you know, Sometimes it, it takes, you know, uh, having to come back at somebody after they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And once they get physical, you have to get physical. Um, but, you know, you should never go out looking for a fight. You should never go out trying to, um, you know, put somebody else down. The best way to make, you know, what we call haters or bullies or so forth go away is to be kind, be good, kill them with kindness. Oh, uh, I hate the way I, I, sorry that you feel that way. You know, I, I feel bad, you know, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but, uh, but it's all good. You know, you'll, you'll get there someday, my friend, you know, like I've dealt with so many people over, over the years, you know, um, especially, especially in entertainment, you know, you've either got lovers or you got haters and, you know, there's very few in-betweens and, you know, people will spew out whatever they want on the internet. They sure as hell won't say it to me in person, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, I don't come at them like, hey, I'm going to take you and twist you. No. That, that, why? Then I'm the one that goes to jail. I'm the one that's up on all the news, you know, in all the news stations. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the media like this. And uh, then they're suing me. And You know what I mean? So what, what's, right. the, what's the point? And who wins? Who wins? Um, you know, but at the end of the day, then I'll, you know, I just kill them with kindness. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm so sorry you feel that way. But but you're good for you. I'm glad you have an opinion. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and that, and that either pisses them off so much that they go away or, you know, they just shut up because they can't win, you know? So you, <laughs> you know, the message to people, you know, I guess is, you know, listen, if, if, if somebody is coming at you and they're bullying you and they're trying to push you around, kill them with kindness or walk away. Nothing pisses them off more that if you just ignore them or walk away or say something nice back, you know, I mean, that just, what else, what else, what more can they say? Their intention is to try to hurt you. So if they're, if you can show that they're not hurting you, words are words. I used to joke with my mother all the time. Um, she passed away uh, a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, I used to joke with her all the time because, you know, and, and say, um, you know, like, like, uh, bad words about, you know, Jews, you know, just like, uh, you know, and just in private, 
I'm Jewish. You know what I mean? So I would say it to her and she would get offended. And I said, I said, mom, they're just words. You're letting them win if it, if, if it offends you. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, you know, like, and again, I say, mom, I don't say these things outside of here. You know, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, I'm saying these things to you on purpose because I want you to, to break that, you know, that mindset because she would get so offended when, you know, things would happen. And then you've gotten, you know, these skinheads putting up Nazi symbols or, you know, on Jewish walkways or doing different things. And I said, when you let it, it can, it can upset you. It can anger you. But when you give into it, that's when they win. Um, and that's bullying, you know, uh, you know, for many years, I, you know, I wrestled out of a, um, out of a, what do you call it? Out of a church? What do you call it? And, uh, you know, it was, it was the same thing, you know, like I would, I would have to tell people when, when people would do things to the church, I would tell, tell the, the people that were there, um, listen, what are you going to do? You could be upset. You could get angry, but you know what? Then you're letting them win. Let's let's go and I'd help them clean stuff up or you know what I mean and and take it because it's just you know be a, be better just be better you know um so one thing that I I always used to to do like I said with my mother I did it with my kids I said when you let words hurt you then they win um none of my kids were bullied because you know they they didn't care <laughs> it's like what are you going to call me I don't care it's kind of like kind of like the um the the rapper Eminem I'm sure you guys have heard of Eminem so uh-huh. uh what do you call it so you know when when he would do all the rap battles he's a white guy you know with with you know all these these um black guys who you know he didn't fit the stereotype of you know a, a hip hop artist so he would go and and what he would do is before they had the chance cuz what they do is in, in what a rap battle is they um they basically come at each other with uh with insults and knock them down and you know that's the whole point of a rap battle but it's all right. out of love and respect you know but, you know, and, and, but, but what he did was he would go in and he would purposely knock himself down and talk about all the things and be like, now you have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how, you have nothing you could possibly say to me. So that, that has always been, you know, something that I, I like to go back to. I'm like, you know, he, uh, you know, he was a perfect example of like, listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not you. I am, I am me. Uh, this is what I, what I am. And, and I came from a trailer park and I, you know, and I, and I did this and I did that and I, you know, whatever. And so what else are you going to say? What, you know, and, and he, you know, that's where, you know, he, and he did very well. So, um, you know, and now he is, what, what do they call him? They call him the goat, uh, the greatest of all time, yeah. you know, and he's a white guy in hip hop. And mind you, mind you, some of my good friends, DMC from run DMC, the guys from, from leaders of the new school from, you know, I grew up with, um, you know, so like these, and, and now a, a white guy is considered now one of the top guys in the game. So, you know, because he didn't let himself be bullied, he didn't let the stereotype hold him down, you know, and the same thing goes for the opposite. Jimi Hendrix, one of the best guitar players in history is a black guy in a time where, you know, there was no equality, you know what I mean? And he right. broke the mold. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing to, um, it's a good thing to to understand that people, as different as they may look, um, you know, we're all even, you know, whether that even if you're all white, you're all black, you're all Spanish, you're all Asian, when it doesn't matter, you know, every even even you know every white person does not look the same, every black person does not look the same, every or Asian person does not look the same, and so on and so forth. We're all different, you know. So don't judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? 
and and that's it's always been a great message since I was young. Don't judge a book by its cover, and don't let words hurt you. So, so Brim, let's take that one step further, and I and I that's a lot of wisdom right there. I'll, I'll tell you, I think that uh, you know we we do allow words to hurt us. And uh, if, if we're not careful, we we become the aggressor as well because uh, we we uh, you know we we act out. But you you said something that I read that I think was really important, and and uh, maybe maybe you didn't think it when you were writing it, but I think it is. And it is you said that uh, that you would like to say that you think that you were raised right, mm-hmm. and and uh, as we talk about as we talk about uh, trying to get beyond the stereotypes, as we talk about getting past bullying, let's talk about the role of a parent for mm-hmm. a minute here, because it sounds like you were raised, you've, you've used the reference of your mother a few times here, which obviously was a great influence mm-hmm. uh, in your life there. But let's talk about parents and their role as it pertains to helping their children and those around uh, get beyond What's what's happening? The stereotypes and the bullying and and the such. I mean, look in terms of in terms of of parents, um, there, especially nowadays, um, parents aren't necessarily able to be home all the time. They're you know some of them are struggling. They're working you know multiple jobs and just to, to you know single mothers, single fathers, uh, couples. Everybody's struggling right now in in a, a very crazy world, um, and and unfortunately. You know, the the only person that really suffers in that instance is is the children. Are the children? Uh, the children uh, don't necessarily have their mother or father around on on a regular basis, and sometimes that is a cause for some of the kids to feel like they they have the need to for the attention, um, and they'll they'll become bullies because they want that attention. Uh, they want their mother or father to come to the school. They have to come to the school because they got themselves into trouble. Or, you know, um, and, and other times it's because, um, you know, maybe they just weren't brought up the way they should have been brought up. Maybe they weren't taught because the parents didn't have enough time to say, hey, this is not the right way. This is, uh, you know, this this is, you know, I like to think of, I don't know if you guys have seen The Mandalorian, this is the way. You know what I mean? There, There is, it's, you know, it's very wise. This is the way. This is, this is the way it should be. This is the way you should act. Um, and then there are other parents who, were not necessarily brought up right or were, you know, bullies themselves or were bullied. Um, and, you know, they just treat everybody like trash. And, you know, and then the kids are rubbed, you know, it rubs right off on the kids. And and that's a sad thing. And I've seen all different kinds. I mean, you know, over the years, whether I'm, you know, visiting schools or, you know, doing doing talks or, you know, at the conventions, I signed at all the big uh, pop culture conventions you know, and, and you, you, you meet all kinds, you know, and uh, I've seen kids that have gotten bullied and I've seen kids that are the bullies, you know, and it's and it's funny because I've had some bullies, you know, uh, some kids, big kids, you know what I mean, that have come to me and, you know, and they said, you know, because um, they were in on the conversation because it was a convention and they came up to me afterwards and they said, you know, um, um, I'm a bully and and I feel bad that I had that about everything I did. After this, com- after this conversation, um, you know, and, and, and I said to them, well, what's the reason? What do you, you know, why are you so upset um, that, that you feel the need to, to bully other kids? And some of the answers that I've, re- I've received were, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't get enough attention at home, um, you know, or what do you call it? Um, or I, uh, 
you know, I was, I was jealous because, you know, their mom and dad are able to come in to, to all the, to all the things at school and, and, you know, and, and I, 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 my parents are too busy. They can't come or, well, my, my father has a drinking problem, you know, and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and that's a different, you know, story altogether, you know what I mean? But there's always a reason. There's always a reason that somebody goes down that road um, and kids are cruel and, and, you know, uh, thankfully, you know, I've, I've helped make a difference for some of them, but you know, I, I am, I shouldn't have to be that role model for all of them. The parents should be, you know what I mean? Um, but if they don't have that, that parental, uh, the parental guidance, I'm happy. If any, any of the kids are watching, you need some parental guidance, hit me up on social media. I'm happy to have a conversation with you and, and, and put you on the right route because, uh, I, I, I hate when people feel that they have nobody to turn to. You know, one of the big things that that you know that always kills me, um, and I know it's on a different it's a, on a different path, but you know, um, a lot of stuff with with suicide and suicide prevention is a is a very big thing. You know, like I know a lot of people that have taken their own lives, and um, you know, all they would have had to do is have a conversation with somebody, speak to somebody, know that you're not alone. You know what I mean? And and I'm here, so yeah, I'm busy, I'm crazy. Um, I am in the public eye. It takes me some time sometimes to get back to you, but send me some messages. Tell me you need to talk. Tell me there's an issue and I'm happy to get on and have a conversation with you. The same thing goes for, and I don't know if you can put it on your screen, but the suicide prevention hotline, if you can't put that up, you know, when it goes out, that would be appreciated. So this way, you know, people can understand if you have an alcohol problem, if you have a drug problem, there's help. And if you can't find help, contact me contact somebody from from you know my my uh my grindhouse radio unit you know we will help you find help uh i'm sure you guys would do the same it's it's just a matter of you know people you have to learn to, to understand you're not alone you know and that goes from everything from you know the drinking the drugs to this to that to violence and to um to, to bullying it's all it's all it's all the kind of Different, same field, different manure. It, you know what I mean? Or d- different field, same manure. Sorry. <laughs> it is. And there, there's that pain. There is pain yeah. behind all of those negative actions. And yeah. we, we spoke with a gentleman a couple days ago who um, went, he was, you know, all he did was thinking about suicide and he had it planned and he was going to do this and this and this. And then someone reached out. And he realized he really wasn't alone. He felt alone. He felt, you know, he he had parents that were checked out. They weren't a part of, of you know, they fed him. Mm-hmm. They they had shelter for him, but they weren't there emotionally for them for him. Yeah. And the sad thing is, so many, so many of of us in this world today either are are living in a, a situation where we haven't healed from the, those uh, negative upbringings and we are trying to heal from that or that, you know, they're in a situation now that they're checked out mm-hmm. and either way there is help. There is hope. Mm-hmm. And, and we are here for you. And, and, you know, just like you said, Brim, we are there. And that's, that is the whole reason of carrying the load is to help others recognize that they are not alone, that someone has been there before them and that they are there now. 
feel like you're alone and you're lost. I've talked to many who have had those feelings of, of suicide, but those I've talked to mothers who have lost children to suicide and, and that pain is real. And they recognize that the pain of their children was real. I was talking with the women because they didn't commit suicide to punish me or that, but they were doing it because that was the only way to get out of the pain. Right. And we're here to say there is another way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a sad thing that people feel that way. Um, you know, and again, it comes down to communication. And if you see somebody, if you're out there and you see somebody who has those tendencies or they, they are, you know, uh, you don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know what's going on in their heads. And, um, you know, maybe reach out to them. It's sad that how, how much, um, you know, suicide is attached to bullying. You know what I mean? You, you got, mm -hmm. you've got a direct connection there and some people feel that it'll never end. It'll never stop. It'll never go away, but guess what? It does. Um, you know, and, and put yourself in a, in a 12 year old to 15 year olds, you know, uh, shoes, you know what I mean? And, you know, being in a school and, and being pushed around or bullied and treated like crap because you're different. Um, you know, I, I can understand where they could be, you know, sad and upset and so forth. And, um, you know, that's why it's so important for, for people to be role models, go in, have conversations with the kids, try to teach them better. Um, you know, we did, I did, uh, one, one event and because it was in my, my school district, uh, you know, for my kids and, and I made sure, uh, when I was going in, I wanted to do a, a real nice presentation and, um, it was, it was, uh, I, I called in a couple of my friends, um, so my friend Claire Nabia from Top Model, America's Next Top Model, and uh, Bumblefoot, lead guitarist from Guns N' Roses at the time, um, what do you call Jose Hernandez Jr. from Oz and Law and & Order. And you've got these totally different people, um, what do you call it? And then uh, another friend of mine who is um, one of the football players from the uh, the, the Dragons uh, Arena Football League. And, you know, we, we went in and uh, now you have people who all look different, all different walks of life. You know what I mean? Um, and from different different genres, you had a you know a, a pro wrestler, you had a, a, a what do you call it a, a top model, you had a musician, you had an actor. You know what I mean? You had an at another athlete, a football player, and you know one was Hispanic, one was was black. You know, uh, you have a female, you have a couple of white guys who are Jewish. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and and you just show how different people can all work as one and be one. And we all had different stories, but we all had the same results. And we were all bullied at one point in our lives. So, you know, and, and the bullying, you know what I mean? It's, it's only bullying if you let it hurt you. So, you know, if there is, if there is mm -hmm. no other takeaway is don't let it hurt you. Words are words. And yes, they can hurt. And we want to teach people that, that words hurt, but they only hurt if you let them hurt. So start teaching yourself, Words are just words, you know, and um, if, if let me tell you, if, if I let words hurt me, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'd be crawled up in a ball underneath a bed somewhere hiding from the world. Because at the end of the day, there are so many different people, especially when you're in in the public eye where they just come at you. They come at you and you don't even they don't know you personally. They just come at you. And, um, you know, just just just, you know, be better, people. That's it. Be better. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's all about common purpose. 
Yeah. It's just, a, it's really simple. Yeah. It is just to be better, be kind and, and just treat others the way you wish you were treated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And some and people re- don't, some people don't realize because they weren't necessarily treated well when they were, uh, you know, at home or, or maybe when they were younger. So they feel the need to put other people down. Um, you know what I mean? Because they, they right. were put down and they were dragged down. So why are you doing well? Why, why are you happy? You shouldn't be happy. I'm not happy. You shouldn't be happy. You know what I mean? Or I'm better than you. I should, I should be in that position. You know, why is your show doing better than mine? It's, it's not a competition, man. It's not a competition. This is a, you put stuff out into the world that you wish to be there and, and do it for yourself. You create for yourself. You don't create for anybody else. You create for yourself and then people will follow. If you're not, if you, if you don't concern yourself on what I'm doing, what you're doing, what they're doing, guess what? You're, you you know what I'm saying? You'll do a much better thing. You'll, you'll be able to create for yourself and and do the same thing that I'm doing. Am I making sense? I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's just talk for a moment about uh, Grindhouse Radio. Uh, Tell us about what you're doing with Grindhouse. Uh, I know that you've got a couple of podcasts that uh, you're, you're doing. Uh, listen to a portion of uh, your your uh, your podcast with uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, you just did. A- <laughs> so you know, all right. Well, the Grindhouse Radio is has been around for six years now. Um, started out as a a pet project. Um, my my th- my thing was is that you know I was touring a lot. I was around. You know, it was I was starting to get a little bit of of uh, wear and tear from touring for so many years, and you know, my my little one at the time was was little, and um, you know, I have a, a as of now ten, nineteen, twenty four, and um, what do you call it? My uh, my little one was was still little, and I and and I wanted to spend more time at home with my wife, so I I reached out to a bunch of the local radio stations and the networks that I you know they all know me because I've been interviewed on all of them. So, um, you know, I, for me, I figured, all right, well, I have an idea. This is what I want to do. And we should be able to do something. And I contacted people and all I heard was crickets and it was crazy. And I'm like, wow. I said, after all this time, I said, you, you can't even give me the, a call back, you know? So, so I was like, okay, no problem. If it is what it is. So I put, I put it on hold for a hot minute and then, um, I started looking into, internet radio stations that were, um, you know, kind of popping up. And a couple of the people that I was speaking with turned out to be a little bit shady. So I said, you know, I'd, I'd rather not, you know, kind of get into bed with, with the, the, the this dog cause they have fleas. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I steered, I steered clear, steered clear of that. And, um, what do you call it? And then, uh, two of my interns that had come to work for me, um, you know, at, at my at one of my companies, because I own Hound Comics and Hound Entertainment Group also, uh, which is the comic company, the publishing company, and so forth. So, um, when I when I uh, when I had these two come in, I knew that they had you know a radio background. They had both uh, done radio at college. They had you know a lot of experience, and we all got along really well. You know, while while I was in and, and we were in studio, and they come come with me to a couple of events. So they kind of started to get to, to get to understand the entertainment industry and. Um, you know, how things are, you know, when you're out and how to conduct yourself. So I was like, you know, what, what would you guys think about doing a show together? So um, they're like, well, sure, let's let's give it a shot. And they suggested podcasting because podcasting um, had be, been a big thing. And I had a lot of friends that were had been talking about it. So I was like, all right, you know, let's let's teach this old dog a new trick. 
And uh, we sat around one microphone in, in the, the uh, offices after hours. We were on a, a main street. So you heard all the cars whizzing by because we didn't have, you know, a beautiful studio like I have now and, you know, and, you know, uh, <laughs> soundproofed and so forth. But we had a one, one microphone, the three of us around a desk, a laptop. And after an hour, we said, this could be a thing. This could work. So, um, you know, fast forward, uh, we won, you know, four years in a row, best radio station on Long Island. We're a two hour podcast and we beat all the radio stations that didn't want to have me on. Um, (laughs) that being said, um, you know, what we do is we do a lot of, um, we do a lot of pop culture talk. We have fun. We chat about everything, you know, from, from, um, you know, food to, to, you know, TV, comics, cartoons, you name it, and 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 we do it. It's all pop culture. And then um, you know, basically, you know, everything I do, um, you know, is usually involved some way, shape, or form in the industry. So I wind up talking about, you know, what's going on with, with myself and uh, you know, different things that I'm I'm doing. And uh, you know, and every every show, <laughs> Cal Basket, every show. We have a special guest on, um, usually about 95% of them are my personal friends. Um, I did not know Carol before I had her on. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Carol Baskin is, she's uh, the Tiger King lady. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you though? All right. So, so, and, and just to finish up that thought is that anybody who wants to know who's been on the show, either you can go to IMDB or you can go to our official website the, the, on the guest page. You can go down, take a stroll down the red carpet. Everybody's on there. There's well over 300 guests. And um, any, anybody from A to Z is, is, is kind of on there. And uh, if they haven't, if they're not there, that, that, then, you know, I might have had them on, you know, um, you know, doing a drop for me or something else along the line. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like a lot of people have been, been on the show. That being said, so – we had been we've been giving Carol Baskin a hard time for quite some time, um, you know, because, you know, all you have is the media. All you have is the show. And um, some people, again, like you say, you know, in terms of, you know, media that you, you only get the one side, you never get both sides of the of the coin. And, um, you know, you get what, what they give you on the television show and then what they see what people see on the news. Being in entertainment, I understand that. And that's why I always look at both sides of the coin. Um, but, you know, I. I had my my friend Claire on, so I, as I mentioned Claire earlier um, from Top mm-hmm. Model. She she'd been in in the studio doing a guest thing. I hadn't seen her in a couple months. She was in Hawaii um, doing some stuff and and filming for a, for a Netflix show. And um, what do you call it? And and we're very close. Her her daughter was the flower girl at my wedding. You know what I mean? That's the, that okay. we're very tight with the family. So she'd been in and uh, and she looks at me. She goes she goes. Um, you you should because we were sitting and giving talking smack about Carol and she goes, you should have her on. I was like, you should have her on. And then she's like, <laughs> you should have her on. You got to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I said maybe maybe you can make it happen. And I because we had Jeff on, we had Jeff Lowe on from Tiger King also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I reached out, I got him on, and um, what do you call it? And then uh, my co-hosts were like, she's you're not getting her on. She's not going to come on. I was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. So uh, I, I made, I reached out and, and we wound up getting Ron the following week. Uh, I had, a, we, had wow. an, we had, a, we had an opening because uh, I had a, a, a little bit of um, a craziness for, for a minute and I didn't have time to sit and book and what do you call it? <laughs> and we actually had the next week open and I'm like, want to come on next week? And she's like, sure. <laughs> so we had her on and, and I got to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. She was an absolute doll. 
She was a sweetheart. Um, I don't know what happened. What you know what I mean? What she did. What she <laughs> no judgment do. here, right? No judgment. Um, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, having the conversation with her, um, we had a great conversation. Um, if you if you listened, you, you know, it was kind of just baffling for you know just to have her on for the for, in the first place, simply because of the whole you know situation yeah. in the media. Um, but what do you call? But she was she was absolutely delightful, and um, you know, and and you know, that's all. That was my experience, you know, and. Again. As crazy as it is, but it's you can't judge a book by its cover. But but in all fairness, we did see the the what do you call it, the side notes on her before I got her on the show. You know what I'm saying? So we had a little bit of an, a little bit of an idea. You had an idea, but yet you still had a delightful conversation. Yeah, that, listen, and we we all have these conceived notions. That's it. When we started here, we talked about trail angels. Have you experienced a trail angel in your life? And, and w- if so, what was that difference that it made for you? Um, you know, if, if we're going to, if we're going to put it out there, I would say that, that my parents uh, were my trail angels and um, you know, and they, you know, I kind of tried to follow in their footsteps, both of them in one way, shape or form. Um, and it helped shape my career, um, you know, with my mother, you know, being kind, being good to people, um, she was the person that everybody, you know, knew in town. Uh, all the kids would come. She was the candy lady. She always had the best candy in town. You know, let's go, let's go to, let's go to their house and, and get some candy. And, um, you know, she would, she would just be so kind hearted to everybody. She's the one that brought me to, you know, um, to, to be on Sesame street and romper room and, and get started in the business, even though, um, because my parents were divorced, they, what do you call it? Um, you know, I, it, it ended early. Um, and then I picked it up later on, but, um, you know, she had been the trailblazer for that. Um, and then my father, um, you know, in terms of he was he's always been, you know, sales, marketing and so forth. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things for me is, um, you know, education, sales, marketing, learn, because no matter what you're doing, you're going to need to know how to sell, whether it's selling yourself or selling a product or selling a business, whatever it is, you need to know how to sell. Uh, you need to be well-rounded. And, you know, that's one of the things that I got from my father and, um, you know, and, and essentially the, between the two of them, I think it helped really shape me. So it goes back to, you know, uh, the whole family having, even though my family was broken and I came from a divorced home, I still was given the, uh, the right, the right uh, path to, uh, you know, to kind of walk on. I learned, you know, from their mistakes um, and I learned from their, their uh, passions and, and their, um, it was a wealth of knowledge. So hopefully that was a good enough answer. That was a wonderful answer. Thank you so much. You know, this has been a, this has been a great hour as we've had a chance to, uh, to talk with you and the hour has gone pretty quickly too, by the way. Uh, it, we, it, we, we love these uh, backdoor type conversations uh, we where sure we can do. just sit down and, uh, and, and chat and, uh, and share thoughts and ideas. Be- before we finish up here, uh, we always give our guests the last word. Any, any additional thoughts you'd like to share with us before we finish today? Yeah, you know, um, one thing that that I always like to tell people is, um, you know, especially in in today's environment, um, you know, where there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of hate, no matter which way you look. Um, there's there's way too much going on, and there's also a lot of people in need. 
Um, you know, so what I, what I ask everybody to do is if, you know, I always try to inspire, I, I aspire to inspire and I want, I want to inspire people to go out and, and help the people that are less fortunate, uh, people that need assistance, especially in these times, um, find a passion, something you're passionate about. Maybe, you know, a friend or a relative had, you know, breast cancer or cancer or passed from COVID or, uh, somebody had leukemia, whatever it is, find your passion and try to give back, do a little bit of charity work, um, whether that's an hour a month, whether it's an hour in general, whether it's a day a month, whether it's a week a month, whatever you can do, whatever you can give back, find something you're passionate about and and put a little bit of time and effort into that. One, you're going to feel much better about yourself. Two, you're going to be doing something tremendous for people that can use that help. Um, and, and um, you know, I, I, I there's so many different charities out there find something to kind of attach yourself to and, and just do the right thing, help pay it forward. I love that. Love that. You know, that's one common thing that our guests typically have is that it's uh, to pay it forward and to find the passions in your life that will help you to be able to not only get through a tough time, but uh, be able to help others as well. Absolutely. So Brim, thank you. It has been an absolute delight being with you today. And uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today as we've had a conversation with Brimstone, as we've discussed uh, beyond stereotypes, as we've talked about uh, you know, how we can get past uh, maybe some of our own prejudice uh, there. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing that you'll ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us, as well as to help us to grow and to connect with others. We invite you to become part of uh, Karen the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep caring. Keep caring.